Join the conversation. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. It is World Radio Day and uh, I want to share with you the story of a local community radio station whose history has fascinated me since I first heard the story. So much so I always used to share this story with my students in the years when I was teaching radio journalism because to me the story of Radio Zibonele kind of sums up the story of community radio in South Africa. It speaks to the tenacity, the ingenuity, the passion that is required to make community radio work, often on a wing and a prayer and a very, very, very stretched budget. Um, I want to, before though I introduce my guest, just respond to our listener, Lisa, who messaged earlier on during one of the conversations in I think Clarence's show I'm seeing, to say, can you please explain what you mean by community radio? So for the sake of those who not perhaps as or fair with the terminology as we might take for granted in the building. Let me just clarify the difference. A station like Cape Talk or KFM is a commercial operation. We are a business. We run as any other business runs with the aim, hopefully, of one day making profit for the shareholders. And the method just happens to be that we provide a platform that is entertaining and hopefully compelling enough to attract listeners who are then available to hear our advertisers' content, if I can put it that bluntly. It's a commercial operation. We exist with the same imperative that any other business does. Community radio is a very different beast. Its whole reason for existing is different. Um, It's radio that is produced for a community, by a community, within a community, and its purpose is educational, entertaining, highlighting and profiling the needs and concerns of that particular community. And it is usually done with minimal funding and with volunteer staff who juggle and multitask. And it is remarkable what they produce. And it is the reason why community radio stations are such phenomenal training grounds for young journalists. I think half at least of our Eyewitness News team today came out of a station like Radio Zibonele. So that's the difference between the two platforms we're talking about. And when we come to Zibonele's story itself, for those of you who don't know, they are the biggest community station in this province, the Western Cape, broadcasting uh, to Kailicha. They started life as an illegal station back in 1993. They would broadcast a couple of hours a week out of a, a, a a transmission setup that literally fitted into a suitcase that could be hidden away under a hospital bed. And the reason for that is because it was started by community health workers at the local clinic who wanted a platform to share healthcare information with their community. Um, so it was illegal in the early days, broadcasting out of a container truck of a clinic, raids by security piece, uh, police, an ever-present threat. And yet here we are in 2024 and sitting with me across the desk is Radio Zibinella station manager Goleka August. They've just successfully negotiated the renewal of their legal broadcasting license, which is, I know, a huge relief. Goleka, welcome. Thank you for sharing Radio Day with us today. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me today. It's a great, great pleasure. I love the story. It speaks to just the endurance that is required to make community radio work. It's not an easy business to be in. It's always a struggle for funding. It's always a struggle to juggle shifts and find volunteers who will help. And yet magic happens on your airwaves. I know you weren't there in the very early days, but you've been with Sibonelli for how long now, Kaleka? For 12 years. 12 years. Yes. And you've From, seen a I joined lot. the station in yeah. 2012. And in what capacity yes. did you join them? Um, I was a news presenter. Mm-hmm. And then a year later, I was appointed as the programs manager. And then another year later, as the marketing manager. And then another year later, I was, um, there was a combination of sales and marketing. So I was appointed as the sales and marketing manager. 
And then up until last year when the position for the station manager was advertised and I applied for that post and luckily and here I we got are. the yes, yes. But that, I mean, that description sums up so well one of the magical things about community radio. People roll up their sleeves and get involved where a role needs to be filled. So Most as a news thing. reporter to end up in sales and marketing and now a station manager, uh, when you started out, what was your original ambition? Did you want to go into news or did you just love radio and want to be part of that, that industry? When I started, I just loved radio. I never imagined myself as a news presenter, mm. but um, because I had no experience in, 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 in radio broadcasting and I also realized that, no, it was not part of my, of my, of my love. So I decided to go for news. And then that's when I, I, I joined the news team at Bonnell FM. Now, I know you weren't there back in 1993 when the station started, but yes. uh, the stories of how it began, I'm sure you are familiar with. Koleka, I've always loved that sense of, the transmitter being hidden in a suitcase underneath a hospital bed when the security police arrived to say, we're here, there's a broadcast coming from here. Doctors saying, what? No, we're a clinic. We're just treating people. Yes. Take us back. I mean, what have you heard? The legend of those days. Tell us a little bit about why the station was actually started. Uh, the station was started as a mouthpiece for communicating health-related issues. Um, because at the time, I think there was a problem with um, or a, a high-rise of TB infections around Kailicha. Mm-hmm. So that's when it was started because the doctor, Dr. Ugote from Argentina, wanted to communicate with our uh, local people so that they can be able to access um, drugs or medication for TB. So that is when he started the station. And Dr. Ugotti, if that name sounds familiar, it should, because we've spoken to him in his guise as the founder of another radio station, yes, RX Radio RX at Red radio, Cross Children's yeah. Hospital. Obviously, somebody who recognized the power of radio as a medium. Koleka, we're sitting here in 2024. I wish I'd been paid a rand for every time somebody had said to me, oh, radio is a dying medium. You're going to have to look to the next big thing and find a new new career. From a community station's perspective, Nothing could be more wrong, right? It's, I mean, for you guys, it, it plays an essential role. Tell us a little bit more about the role that Radio Zibonele plays. Oh, Zibonele FM, I was chatting to my colleagues earlier today uh, because we we're talking about this topic. So we, 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 as a community radio station, we do not serve only as a, as a, as a, as a, as a broadcasting platform. We also serve as a source of information because mm-hmm. our local people use Zibonele FM for, for information. Uh, whenever they need to know about Anything, I mean anything, they come to Zubonele FM and then we just refer them to the to, to the relevant um, places where they can get whatever they, they needed assistance with. So as a community radio station, we always have our doors open for anyone to come in and get the information that they need. Apart from, bro- from broadcasting, they can also access the station any time of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know um, that over the years you've played a really important role acting as a sort of a a conduit for information in in times of taxi strikes and of school closures and, 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 you know, things that directly impact your audience's daily lives. Zibinal FM has been a place where you can go come to the table, let's get the parties together to talk. (laughs) Um, And in doing so, you've, you've really made a very direct impact on your community, don't you think? Yes, we've done a, a great impact because our people can be able to to, 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 to mitigate or to create a platform where parties uh, can meet and solve any of their issues. 
For those who've just tuned in late, uh, my guest in studio with me today is Goleka August, who is the station manager of Zibonele FM, which is the largest community radio station in the Western Cape, broadcasting uh, in Kailicha. How many listeners do you have at the moment? What's the latest uh, figure that you've been given? We've got 280,000 wow. listeners. Yes, I mean, you are... Through our FM channel, yeah. but we're also on DSTV. So, unfortunately, we are unable to gauge the numbers on DSTV platform. And also on our social media platforms, Facebook, we've got more than 180,000 followers. Okay. So, at least we have... A great number. <laughs> You're in the same boat as yes. us. Of those figures are harder to quantify. But yeah. okay, so 280,000 is substantial for any station, but particularly for a community station. Yes. It's a very large audience that comes with a huge responsibility. And that's a difficult thing to manage in a, in a space where I know a lot of your staff are, are volunteers. Who yes. are your volunteers and how do you do you, do you sort of keep, uh, I don't want to say keep in line, but it's it's a very responsible position to be broadcasting. Anybody who's in this business is aware of that. How do you manage that responsibility when you are often working with people who've come with little to no training beforehand? Mm. We, as, as the station, we have an academy, especially for a, a radio production academy, yep. where we train our employees and some of the community um, young stars that are coming from our communities. We give them a platform so that they can learn about the station because in uh, years back, we realized that it's um, a difficult task to deal with raw talent from the communities mm. because you need to train these people. At least if we have this academy where we can train them, give them a formal training or education where they can also get an uh, accredited certificate for the right. radio production course. So that helps us a great deal in, in, in ensuring that at least we get the good talent. That's fantastic that you've got it that organized. So, yes. um, and I mean, as I said at the beginning, I think half of our own news team is stocked by journalists who came through the ranks of community radio. In fact, I think I, I've never worked in community radio and I think oh, I yes. must be one of the exceptions in the building uh, because it just happened that way that my first job was writing news for a commercial station and I've never left the world of commercial radio. But I think probably 95% of the people in this building came, started, got their foot in the door at a community station of some sort. I mean, Goleka, when you look over the last 12 years that you've been there, what are some of the moments that you are proudest of and, and proudest to have been part of? I must say the most um, exciting part was to get our license back. Yeah. <laughs> because it was a very long struggle with ICASA. Uh, it took us the whole year uh, to, get a, to get our broadcasting license, a seven-year license. Mm -hmm. Before that, we had to apply for special event license every now and again. Sometimes would be issued with a three-day license sure. in order for us to stay on air because we were not allowed to broadcast without any license. So that was the major achievement for us. So it's so exciting for me. Having been through a license renewal yeah. process, <laughs> it is, it's a labor of love and it's very uh, paperwork intensive. I yes. mean, just for those who don't know the background, you guys literally had Icasa shut you down for a period. Yes. Uh, you were able to then negotiate a temporary sort of month and a half license yes. to keep going and keep going and keep going. But that is now, you've formally re-licensed again with a new full seven-year license. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And how did your community respond when Ikasa shut you down in the middle of all of that? Oh, shame. They were so supportive. Yeah. And also they were ahead because they did not understand why would Ikasa close their station, their favorite station. Um, although we were on DSTV because we did not um, 
we continued with broadcasting services, yeah. but they were not happy with the fact that we were only accessible on uh, from DSTV. So they wanted us to be on air, and they were, oh gosh, when we organized some uh, community meetings for them to come and hear about the processes, they were always there for us. So it was... Fantastic. Yes, yes. I mean, I said at the beginning, community radio, by its very nature, is of the community, for the community. For the community, yes. Your community are investors in the station. Even if it's not financially invested, they, they are investors as uh, in the sense of ownership of the station, aren't they? Yes, they yeah. are. They are, because they are always there whenever we... we, we, we we encounter any challenges, we need to report back to them or inform them about those challenges so that they can assist in finding solutions to those problems. For instance, um, soon there will be um, community imbizos or listeners imbizos whereby mm-hmm. they can come and contribute on our content production and everything that has to do with the station. Amazing. Yeah. So that level of direct feedback is, I mean, in, in a way, it, it holds you accountable to the people that you're serving, but it's also wonderful to have that conduit of people telling you, this is what we want to hear. We want more of this. We want less of that. Yes. This is what we need from you. Yeah. You're very lucky to have that sort of free flow of information. Koleko, one of our listeners asking, what is the meaning of the word Zibonele? What does the name mean? Uh, it means see for yourself. Okay. Yes. Or hear for yourself. Or hear for yourself. Yeah. yeah. See for yourself. See, okay. Yes. Thank you for that. For and then somebody asking what your broadcasting circumstances are like today. You're no longer broadcasting out of a suitcase transmitter hidden under a hospital bed in a oh, container no. truck. You've got a proper studio in Elita Park, not so. Yes. Yes. We have we have a proper studio at Elita Park, and uh, we broadcast 24/7. Mm-hmm. Um, our language is it's 80 percent is Xhosa, 10 percent Afrikaans, and 10 percent English. Okay. So we cater for these two other languages mostly in our news bulletin. Teens. Right. So it's a full time uh, full uh, full station that it operates twenty four seven. When you think back to where it began, and I know it was just a couple of hours a week in the early days. Uh, yes. You know when you could risk being on air to, to where you are now, a fully fledged station, its own studios. Uh, a compliment of how many staff working for you? We've got 52 staff 52 members. 52 staff yes. members. <laughs> broadcasting around the clock, broadcasting on DSTV, moving into the digital space. I mean, it's an incredible achievement for given where you start, for anybody, but given where you started and the circumstances of starting literally as a pirate station, dodging the security police. Is there anybody with you still who was there in, in those early days in 1993? Not really, but I've got a colleague um, that joined the station, I think, around 1995. Okay. Or actually, two colleagues. One of them was a former board member. Then he is a sports presenter now. So at least we've got that person who can always remind us where the station started. <laughs> yes. Okay. You've said your proudest moment is helping to navigate the station through that licensing uh, scenario, which all I can say is respect and sympathy is having been there. It's not an easy thing to do. But let's on a happier note, what what are some of the stories that you've covered or issues that you that Zebanele has has taken to the community that you feel like have really made a difference or made a direct impact? If you look over the last 12 years that you've been there. <laughs> OK, I think. With uh, us dealing with the community that um, is populated by the people, by the needy people, we contribute um, some um, food parcels or mm. we, we, we have CSI projects. For instance, last year we collected uh, more than 700 pairs of shoes for Amazing. school needy mm. children. So I think that is one of the biggest achievements that we've made as the station. Fantastic. Yeah.
So with 30 seconds till news, uh, Kolega, when you look to the path ahead, you are secure on your feet again in terms of licensing. You, you're back in Ecos's good books. You're able to carry on broadcasting as you want to do 24-7 with no sort of red tape interruptions. What are your hopes and dreams when you look at the year ahead, for example? What do you hope to say at the end of 2024 when you look back on what Zibonele FM has achieved this year? Can you share any plans with us or dreams? Uh, currently, we are trying to expand our 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 training scope, mm-hmm. if I may put it that way. So we have realized that some of our um, employees need some training on journalism. Mm-hmm. So as part of um, expanding our scope, we are planning to get at least an accreditation for that, so that okay. we can train our 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 reporters. If we can achieve that at least this year, then I'll I'll be happy. I think that's a really fantastic and oh-so-necessary goal. So I will also be happy if I hear that that's happened by the end of the year. Colega, thank you. I really appreciate your taking time out of your Radio Day celebrations to come to our studios and exchange a bit today. And it's wonderful to put a face to the name and the stories that I've been hearing for these decades. All the best to you and your colleagues at Zibonele FM, not only on World Radio Day, but for the year ahead as well. Thanks for, for joining us today. Thank you so much to you two guys. And I really appreciate this opportunity. I must thank you and the Cape Talk Management for just hosting us today. Thank you so much. Right back I really at appreciate you. this. Colega yes. August, the station manager of Zibonele FM.